welcome to the Equipus Church Surrey podcast. We hope today's message encourages and inspires you. Wow, I don't think I need to preach at all, do I? Those guys did an amazing job. The gospel has been preached. And, uh, you know, I remember the day I was baptised and I'll never forget it. And uh, my prayer is for you guys getting baptised that this is a day you'll never forget. Um, yeah, good times. Preach after getting people sharing their testimonies, Tom. It'll be fine. You won't cry. Don't worry. <laughs> good times. Good times. Hey, um, uh, I'm going to share a little bit tonight about uh, Entrusted. We've been doing a series, but before we do that, I wanted to show you a picture of my son. I became a dad seven weeks ago, and so here he is. Look at him. He, uh, he just learned to smile, and so our worlds have just been rocked and melted every day. It's amazing. And uh, so it's cool. I'm going to, uh, my privilege really to be able to share tonight. And I'm, I'm going to share some of my story, um, some of the journey that I've been on with God. And I, the great thing about baptism today is, is it's a point in the journey with God. You know, there's a moment today, but the journey of life with God is really important. And so we're talking about entrusted. And I think it's really important that we start off by uh, setting the ground. Is that all right? And so it's important to establish when we're talking about entrusted that everything belongs to God. Everything belongs to God. You don't own anything. I'm sorry. (laughs) The car you drove here in tonight, you don't own it. (laughs) The house that you came here from, you don't own it. God owns everything. Psalm 24 verse 1 states it plain and simple. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it. And so when it comes to entrusted, really what we're saying is that the whole world is God's, but He puts some of it in our hands. In fact, we used to sing about it in church, didn't we? He's got the whole world in His hands. Anybody remember that one? He's got the whole world. No, 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 no. He's got the whole wide world in his hands. He's got the whole wide world. Very good, very good. And uh, yeah, we used to sing that song about how the whole world is in God's hands. And now the whole world is in our hands, isn't it? We talk about how the world is at our fingertips. Um, but actually, God owns everything. And sometimes he actually trusts us to carry some of it. So the world's in his hands, but he trusts some of it in our hands. And uh, so really, uh, the title of our message is a simple question tonight. What is in your hands? And uh, so maybe you want to put your hands out in front of you like this. Turn to the person next to you and say, what's in your hands? What's in your hands? Hopefully Nothing. I don't know, maybe like a snotty tissue or something like that. But um, hey, I recently learned actually, you can, you can turn your hand over without twisting your wrist. Do you believe me? No? Some people do, some people don't. You ready? Ready? Here we go, look at that. Look at that. You didn't believe me. There you go. So yeah. I actually believe that that's a powerful, that's a powerful um, stance to have, powerful posi- uh, posture to put ourselves in with our hands open. I believe that God's actually called us to live with open hands, not closed fists. Open hands, not closed fists. And that's because He wants to be able to put stuff in it. He can't put stuff in your hands if it's closed, but He also sometimes takes things out of it. And uh, so it's really important that we live life with open hands, not physically, literally. That'd be a bit weird, wouldn't it, if we just walked around life with open hands? 
you wouldn't be able to drink coffee or anything like that. But spiritually, we're supposed to live um, with our hands open to what God wants to do in our lives. And so the simple question is, what is in your hands? And uh, really, the other question is that, what are you doing with what's in your hands? And so I'm going to share a scripture tonight. And then I'm going to share a few stories from my life. And uh, so we're going to go to Luke chapter 16. If you've got your Bibles, flick it open. Uh, if not, follow along on screen. So Luke chapter 16, verse 10 through 13, it says this. If you are faithful in little things, you will be faithful in large ones. But if you are dishonest in little things, you won't be honest with greater responsibilities. And if you're untrustworthy, untrustworthy about worldly wealth, who will trust you with the true riches of heaven? And if you are not faithful with another person's things, why should you be trusted with things of your own? And so I'm going to share three thoughts, really simple thoughts tonight, um, and really link my story in this. And that's uh, God is asking us to be faithful with the little things. He's asking us to be faithful with what belongs to other people. And He's asking us to be faithful in putting His kingdom first. Does that sound good? Faithful in the little, faithful with others, and faithful with putting his kingdom in first. So the first one, faithful with a little. Uh, Luke chapter 16, verse 10 says, If you're faithful in little things, then you'll be faithful in large ones. And uh, I want to tell you a quick story. When I finished university, um, I went to university and paid loads of money uh, to get a degree that I didn't really want. Um, and so I graduated and thought, I should probably get a job. And uh, so I didn't really want to be a graphic designer, which is what I uh, did my degree in. So I was kind of just looking for anything really and not really finding anything at all. And so right, okay, I just got to get something. And so the first job offer that I had uh, was cleaning a WH Smith store uh, in the city that I was at university in. And the uh, working hours were between half past five in the morning and 8 a.m., seven days a week. Sounds good, doesn't it? 5 a.m. to 8 a.m. every day of the week. And it was like a three-story WH Smith that had everything for your stationary needs in it. Um, and uh, seven days a week. So I even went to church. I even served on team after finishing work at 8 a.m. on a Sunday morning. And, uh, and I just thought, you know what? This is the job offer I've been given. I'm just going to do it uh, to the best of my ability with all my heart. So I, off I went, 5.30 in the morning. Well, I left my house at 5 or something like that while it was still dark. Cycled into town, went, uh, went to work. And um, uh, there was a Costa coffee in, in the WH Smith. I really, really wanted to work in the Costa coffee. And, uh, but I just had this job as a cleaner. So I just went about my cleaning jobs. I did the best I could. And then one day, the guy who managed the Costa coffee came up to me. And part of the job was actually cleaning the toilet in Costa. And uh, he wasn't even in. Uh, he, didn't even, he hadn't even got into work at that point. And so one day he came up to me and he said, man, I've seen the way you clean the toilet in Costa Coffee. Do you want a job at Costa? And um, I was like, yes, please. Anything but this cleaning job. And... Um, and actually, I ended up with another job at the same time. Somebody at WH Smith had seen me doing a, a job. Nobody else was in the store but me, but they'd seen the job that I'd done. And uh, this was a little thing. Nobody was in WH Smith. Nobody else was there. It was just me and Jesus. And, um, and uh, he's a good cleaning partner. And, um, but that's the principle, isn't it? When we're faithful with the little things, actually, we'll be faithful with the large ones. And, uh, you know, really, that's my story um, in church. You know, I came to this church as an intern. 
and uh, did many things. And, uh, and then eventually, actually, I, I was offered a job on staff and I just said yes. And I did the best I could and um, served God with my whole heart. And eventually, um, I was, uh, we went to New Zealand and now I'm a location pastor. This is not where I intended to be necessarily, but I'm so glad that God put me in this position. Really, I'm here today um, because I said yes and, and did uh, an excellent job just with the small things that God was putting in my hand. And, um, and so uh, when it comes to the things of God, um, He wants to see if you and I can be trusted with the little before He entrusts us with something much bigger. And, uh, you know, many people say, when I've got more, uh, then I'll do something uh, with the little. People say, when I, when I um, have more time, then I'll serve. Or when I have more money, then I'll tithe. Or uh, when I have a bigger house, then I'll host people and have people over. Or when I know more, then I'll step up to leadership. Or uh, when it's more convenient, I'll take responsibility. But that's not how it works in the kingdom of God. God trusts us with a little and sees if we're trustworthy with it. And then he gives us more and more and more. I want to say this as well, something that we say often at Equipus Church is that we actually never graduate from the little things. We say often we never graduate from serving. And, uh, you know, you could see little things as kind of menial things or things that nobody sees or where you begin. But I actually believe that little things also applies to those things every day, the little things in our lives, the daily things that we do, um, the job that we have, the people in our world and how we treat them, um, the money that we have and how we're trusted with that. These are, these are the little things that, that God trusts us with on a day-to-day basis. He wants to see how are we going to handle it. And so it's really important that we're faithful uh, when no one is looking. Um, Pastor Bruce Monk often says this. He says to people who are at Bible college, he says, show me your bedroom um, and I'll see whether you can run a church. <laughs> and so, hey, uh, you know, God's really interested in how you take care of your house and your bedroom. If you're a young person here tonight, God's actually really interested in how trustworthy you are with the bedroom that you've been trusted uh, with. And... Um, and so actually, I wanted to share a little story about um, our time in New Zealand. And some of you might have heard part of this story before, um, but we were in New Zealand for about a year and a half at Bible college. We were students and so had very little money coming in. We'd saved up some money to go there, but we're on a pretty tight budget. But uh, we decided that we were going to be faithful with the little we had and we were going to tithe on everything that came in, um, even though we had very little. And so um, the whole way through our Bible college year, we just gave God 10% of whatever came in. Um, and then it came to later in the year um, when a miracle offering was happening in Auckland, which is the same thing as impact offering. And so Anna and I looked at one another and uh, we kind of had an agreement. This isn't negotiable. Uh, we're going to give into this offering because we believe in it. Um, and we believe that God is calling us to be part of this. The question was how much? And so we kind of looked at one another and there was actually still a bit of a gap between um, uh, what we needed to pay off in our college fees and what we were able to pay back monthly. So we had this amount of money that we were believing to God to provide for us um, and all the while just faithfully tithing um, along the way, being faithful with the little that God had for us. Anyway, so the impact offering was coming up and we looked at one another and we just felt God say, 
give uh, 10% of what you're believing uh, for me to provide. And oh, that sounds like a good idea. It's like a, um, a pre-tithe. That sounds like a very spiritual idea, doesn't it? And so we go, oh, great, yeah, let's do that. And then we looked at our bank account and realized that was all the money in our bank account. Um, and so we gave that money and it was tight for about a month, but we watched God provide for us in amazing ways. In the next three months, we were able to pay our fees off. We had money left over. We'd put down a deposit on a house back here in the UK. And uh, we actually came back with money in the bank. Isn't that amazing? God was faithful with the little that we gave to Him. And um, I'm going to keep going with the story because it doesn't stop there. Um, Fast forward a year later, impact offering here in the UK. And uh, 12 months ago, almost to the day, and we were once again asking God, what do you think we should give into this offering? And uh, one of the things that we were believing for, we'd actually had prophetic words about it, it was something that we dreamed about, was actually owning our own house. And, uh, and so we once again looked at one another and said, what do we feel like God is uh, asking us to give this year? And uh, we, um, we both felt like God said, do the same thing you did last year. Give 10% of what you're believing for me to provide for in this area. And so once again, we looked at one another, that sounds amazing. And, uh, and then looked at our bank account. And that was everything in our savings account that we'd put towards uh, buying a house. And so we did it anyway. And we prayed and we believed um, that not only God was going to do amazing things through impact offering and the money we were, gi- uh, we were giving, but also in our lives as we were faithful and uh, in, in the little that God had given us. And so 12 months later, we're living in the house that we bought back in July. And so God has provided for us. Amazingly, I want to say God is faithful when we put the little that we have in His hands. And so turn to your uh, neighbour and say, what's in your hands? What's in your hands? So God's called us to be faithful in the little things. God also calls us to be faithful in what belongs to somebody else. In uh, Luke chapter 16, it says in verse 12, and if you're not faithful uh, with other people's things, why should you be trusted with things of your own? I wonder if you've ever borrowed something from somebody and you accidentally broke it and then you've got to try and explain to them that you broke the thing that they trusted you with. Well, um, actually, um, Pastor Neil, I borrowed a book from you a while ago and uh, I'm returning it to you. It's in good condition. I've looked after it. I read some of it. (laughs) And... um, I wonder whether you've actually uh, lent something to somebody else and they didn't look after it in the way that you thought they should have done. Uh, a while ago, I lent my uh, in-ear headphones um, to somebody. No names. Um, they're not in the room. Don't worry. Don't worry. But my very expensive in-ear headphones, I lent to somebody. And then a week later, they returned them to me and I was like, what have you done with them? Did you take them swimming and run, them, run over them in your car? <laughs> it's terrible, isn't it? When, when somebody uh, is, doesn't show that they're trustworthy with what doesn't belong to them, they treat it um, with little respect because it doesn't uh, belong to them. And, uh, you know, for Anna and I, one of the kind of attitudes that we've lived life with is that we want to leave uh, things better uh, than we found them. And so one of the ways that really that's played out in our lives is when we've rented houses. And uh, we've always 
wanted to and sought to leave the house that we've been staying. It belongs to somebody else. We were renting it from them or somebody was letting us stay there. We wanted to return it um, in a better way uh, than we found it. And in fact, um, we've lived in 10 different houses in the last 10 years, or almost 10 years of marriage. And like I said, we've been dreaming about owning our own house. And I really believe that God has been faithful to supply the things that we dreamed about um, because we were faithful with actually looking after what wasn't ours, that actually belonged to other people. And in fact, this story in uh, Luke chapter 16 starts with the story of a man who didn't look after the stuff um, that belonged to his master. He was an untrustworthy steward. You know, I think when it comes to um, how we treat other people's things, we can leave them in three different ways. We can leave them worse than when we were given them. We can leave them just the same, uh, in the same condition, or we can actually um, choose to leave them better. Uh, And I think that's part of what it means um, to faithfully steward um, what God has put in our care, but what other people um, have put in our care. It's part of the way we honour one another. It's something we talk about at Equippers a lot, how we add value to things. And so maybe you want to think about some things in your world, your house, your car, (laughs) the tasks that you do at work, the team that you're part of in church. And uh, you know, there's two extremes, isn't there, um, when it comes to being entrusted with things. When things have been placed in our hands, you can either say, it's mine, don't touch it, or you can say, it's not mine, I don't really care what happens to it. And actually, I don't think God is calling us to live in either of those realities. God wants us to live somewhere in the middle where we say, it's not mine, but I'm going to treat it like it is. And um, at Equippers, we have a whole bunch of sayings, axioms, we call them. And one of them is this, is that I have ownership, but I am a steward. I think we need to learn to live like that. And especially when it comes to the things of God, the things that God has trusted us to. It's not mine, but I'm going to treat it like it is anyway. One of the things that Pastor Peter, many of you would know him, says, you know, many people are looking to have a vision for their own life or a vision for their team, a vision for their family. And uh, Peter, Peter often says this, he says, learn how to serve someone else's vision and God will give you your own. And I would say that's the testimony partly of my life. As I've served the vision of this church, as I've served um, the pastor's vision of this church, God's given me vision for my future. He's given me vision for my family. And uh, so, yeah, God's really interested in how we look after what doesn't belong to us. Say, faithful in the little, faithful in what belongs to someone else. The final thing, uh, the third thought tonight is this, that God is most interested in us being faithful in putting His kingdom first. You could do both of the first two things I talked about and not do it in the context um, of putting God's kingdom first. Right? As you, could do, you could look after little things and be trusted with much more. Uh, you could look after other people's things and be given your own. It works in the world. It's biblical principle, but it works in the world. And the difference um, when living as a Christian is actually this perspective of putting God's kingdom first. God's really interested in us being faithful with putting His kingdom first. Not our own goals, not our own gain, not our own comfort, but actually His kingdom. 
And, um, you know, Anna and I just made a decision in our marriage that that is what we're going to do. We're going to put God's kingdom first, no matter what the cost. And, um, and uh, Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, many people know this verse. It says, seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. It's the order that it's supposed to be in, in God's kingdom. And, um, you know, I, I talk about it a lot. This was for us a big moment in our journey over, over the last 10 years married. It was, um, was actually this transition in our life when we spent a season in New Zealand. I'm sorry if you're bored of me talking about it, but um, God did some pretty major things for us. And so going to New Zealand, many of our friends were um, buying houses. They were having kids and they were progressing in their careers, things that we dreamed about, things that we'd worked towards, things that one day we were hoping that God would put into our lives. And so to go to New Zealand, we gave up our jobs. We spent all our savings to get there and to study there, to go to Bible college. And we moved away from all our friends and family to the other side of the world. Really the driving force for that, for that was actually seeking God's kingdom first. It was actually on a word from God. He told us to go. He said go. It was a season change. And we were faithful to put His kingdom first. And then actually coming home from New Zealand for us was about putting the kingdom of God first in our lives. Probably would have been quite easy for us to stay in New Zealand actually. I was offered a job and I was offered a teaching job and we made loads of really good friends. The weather is way better in Auckland. Um, just step outside and um, you'll believe me. Um, but we really felt called to Equipus, uh, called to the UK and committed to what God was doing at Equipus Church here. And so we made quite an uncomfortable decision actually to move all the way back to the UK to what it felt like starting at square one again, um, all for the sake of putting God's kingdom first. And uh, God has been so faithful. I've actually really enjoyed preparing for this message because I've actually just gone back over so many things that God has done. You know, when we're faithful with what God has put in our hands, He's faithful to supply all the things that we not only need, but the things that we dream of, um, the things that we desire. And I wanna encourage you. God's really interested in how faithful you are with the little things, the things that nobody sees, the things that maybe you don't think have much value, the things that um, maybe, maybe you're dreaming about something big, but right now there's just something small that God has trusted you with. God's really interested in how you handle that. He's really interested in how you handle what's not yours. In fact, this whole series about, is about how God has trusted us with something that's not ours. It's His. God's really interested in the way that we steward uh, what's not ours. And most importantly, God is interested, most interested in how faithful we are in seeking first the Kingdom of God. And... Um, I think that's pretty exciting, isn't it? And I want to encourage you this evening. God is good. God is faithful. And you can trust Him. And uh, I wonder whether we could start end this message the same way that we started it, just with our hands open. Maybe you want to close your eyes this evening. Maybe just take a moment just to allow God, allow the Holy Spirit to remind you what it is that He's put in your hands, the talents that He's given you, the resources that He's given you, the people that He's given you, the money that He's given you, the opportunities that He's given you, the places that He's put you in, 
Just allow the Holy Spirit just to speak to you for a moment tonight. What's in your hands? What's the little that God has given you that He's asking you to trust Him with? We're gonna pray together tonight. God, I thank You so much that You are a good God. Thank You that You wanna partner with us. You didn't leave us on this earth just to wander about on our own doing our own thing. But God, You want us to be part of the greatest mission in the world. You want us to be part of what You're doing in this world. God, I thank You that You have placed in each of our hands the true riches, the treasures of heaven. Thank You, Jesus. And how about we stand in this place? You know, um, the Christian life really starts with a very simple decision to um, place in God's hands our lives. God trusts us with many things, but really that starts with us trusting Him with our lives. And so what I'd love to do just in finishing tonight before Mark comes back up is actually just um, offer an invitation for you to put your life in God's hands. Maybe you've never done that before. Maybe you're here as a guest of somebody, or maybe uh, you wouldn't even say you were interested in getting to know God before you came here tonight. But um, the Bible often talks about how God is knocking on the door of our heart and only we can open the door to let Him in. And I believe there's a, there's a number of people actually in this room who, who would say that God is knocking on the door of their heart, asking them to place their lives in His hands. So I'm gonna to pray tonight. And if that's you, you can pray along with me. In fact, we're all gonna to pray together. I'm gonna to pray a prayer line by line and you can pray after me. And after that, I'm gonna ask you to be really brave and just wave nice and bold and say, that was me. We're ready to pray, church? Dear Heavenly Father, thank you that you love me. Thank you for sending your son Jesus to die and take away my sins. Today, I make a decision to place my life in Your hands. I choose to follow You from this day forward. Amen. 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 Just for a moment longer with the eyes closed. If that was You tonight, You just prayed that prayer, inviting God into Your heart and placing Your life in His hands. I'd love to know if You could just give me a nice big wave so I know who I prayed with tonight. So good. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Amazing. Nine. So good. Come on, can we celebrate with these people tonight? Saying yes to Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening today. If you'd like to connect with Equippers Church, then please visit equippers.co.uk and say hello. And if you enjoyed today's message, you can subscribe and share it with a friend.